To listen ad-free and to get a shout-out on the show, you can now upgrade to Koala Shine Plus via the link in the show notes. But before we get started on today's episode, I've got a quick word from our friends and trusted sponsors who help make our free stories possible. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionised over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cosy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Koala Shine! Hey, Koala Kids! And welcome to our brand new show, Koala Shine. I'm Kelly, and I'm here to bring you the very best daytime stories from some wild characters that you're going to absolutely love. And if you like cool ideas and facts, then I have something for you too. Anyway, today's adventure is going to be a really chilly one. (laughs) Because we're off to the Scandinavian country of Norway a beautiful place full of mountains, glaciers, and deep coastal fjords. If you've seen Disney's Frozen, you might remember the kingdom of Arendelle as set on the banks of a fjord. A fjord is a deep water path hugged by tall mountains, almost like a giant's bathtub between big rocks. And Norway has some of the deepest and most beautiful fjords in the world. Norway's also home to some pretty impressive wildlife, such as arctic foxes, polar bears, reindeer, and of course, my favorite, walruses. And I know the best place to find them. It's on an island called Moffin, otherwise known as Walrus Island. And that's where we're headed today. Because we've been invited by two very impressive creatures to celebrate their very special day. And if I know walruses, and I do, I think there might be a few catastrophes along the way. Right, I hope you've wrapped up warm as it's time to get our skates on and head to Norway's Moffin Island. Away we... Oh dear, almost fell over there on my skates. Away we go! Did you ever think, in all your wildest, wackiest, most wonderful dreams, that you would be invited to a walrus's wedding? No? Well, I didn't either. Not until yesterday, that is. Which means I had no time at all to find anything to wear. So don't worry if you're still in your pyjamas. Just make the best of it. Put on your biggest smile and be sure to cheer at all the right moments. You'll fit right in. For today is the day when Anders and Ingrid will tie the knot. Wait, you don't know them? (laughs) Really? Well, Anders is the one who, last summer, caught more fish than any other walrus on the Norwegian island of Moffin, where the walrus colony lives. Far up in the Arctic Circle, with only a few seabirds for company. And Ingrid is the walrus you'll often find on the south end of the island, down where all the rough moss grows, where she and the girls disappear for a facial and scrub when they've nothing much else to do. Anders and Ingrid met a few years ago, when Anders caught hold of one end of a fish and Ingrid the other. It was love at first fish, and they've been together ever since. They live a quiet sort of life, as walruses tend to, swapping fish for sunbathing or polishing their tusks. 
Moffin is generally a quiet sort of island, perfect for this quiet sort of life. A vast, flat teardrop of a place, dropped in the middle of the Arctic Ocean, far from anyone or anything. But today, Moffin is alive with colour and chaos in honour of the wedding of Anders and Ingrid. It's absolute mayhem at the moment, partly because Anders insisted on his very best friend being his best man. A pretty standard arrangement, if you know anything at all about weddings. But not quite so standard when you realise that Anders' best friend and best man is in fact a flamingo. How a flamingo and a walrus met is a story for an entirely different day. Leaving a flamingo largely in charge of a wedding is never going to be a wise move. But leaving a flamingo in charge of a traditional Norwegian wedding, with a couple of walruses thrown in, well, that's a recipe for disaster. Anders and Ingrid wanted their wedding to include all kinds of Norwegian traditions, and it's been quite a job for the flamingo to work them all out. <laughs> and it doesn't help he's freezing his skinny knobbly legs off. So he's given up trying to look smart, and instead is wearing a pair of knitted trousers and a tartan scarf wrapped around his neck ten times over. The flamingo's day job is to serve tea and cake on the Salty Wallop Express, and he's jolly good at that. But for now, he's rushing around shouting that he needs a boonard, without having the slightest clue what a boonard might be. Boonard! He calls out as he runs between family and friends. Have you seen a boonard? I need a boonard! At this point, I must introduce you to a group of seals who are watching everything and like to make unhelpful comments as they see things going wrong. Oh, they're singing right now, actually. The wedding's off! All must wail! Without a boonard, it will surely fail! No walrus at the church today! It's a sad, sad thing that we say. Oh, 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 oh! An elderly Arctic seabird takes pity on the poor flamingo and catches his wing as he skitters by. My dear fellow, he says, you do know what a boonard is, don't you? Why, it's a traditional Norwegian wedding outfit. You're after the clothes for Anders to wear. The flamingo looks confused. Walruses wear clothes? Is all he can ask, completely ignoring the fact he himself is wearing a natty pair of turquoise trousers. Anders is getting married. He's Norwegian. Of course he's wearing clothes, says the turn. And then he leans in and whispers, You'll need to go find his waistcoat. It's made of silk, dear fellow. To find it, you'll need to find the silkworms, I suspect. The silkworms, when the flamingo stumbles across them, gladly pass over their handiwork. A waistcoat made beautiful with blue and gold swoops and swirls embroidered in wandering lines. The buttons made from orange fishing floats, taken from the nets of fishermen a thousand miles south. As the flamingo rushes to find Anders, he accidentally enters Ingrid's dressing cave. She turns to him in a dress of silver shimmers, crafted from the finest, most sparkling, shining fish scales her bridesmaids could find. The sponges from the depths of the ocean stop their polishing of her tusks. Oh, bad luck! screeches the flamingo. I've brought you bad luck! Before abruptly remembering his manners to add, Oh, you look beautiful, my dear! Just beautiful! The seals once more seize the moment. The wedding's off! He's seen the bride! 
No, not today, can surely be tied. No walrus at the church today. It's a sad, sad thing that we say. Oh, oh, oh. The bridesmaids, all dressed in dresses similar to Ingrid's, a cunning scheme to confuse any evil spirits who may arrive to ruin the wedding, reassure the flamingo that Anders alone can bring bad luck by seeing the bride before the wedding, and send him three caves along. The flamingo hands over the boonard with a flourish, giving no hint as to the stress of the last hour. The silkworms had worked overtime to produce enough silk. For walruses, particularly ones as fond of fish as anders, are not slim beasts. In fact, the bigger the better. The waistcoat stretches across his back, and the fishing floats strain across his belly, but it fits. Just. A swordfish finishes trimming Anders' moustache, and seahorses twirl the ends into the pointiest points. And Anders is ready for his big moment. The unlikely friends are on the point of leaving the cave, ready to meet up with Ingrid and start the procession to the church, where they'll agree to be together forever, when a lobster comes rushing in. The violin! He wails. It is broken! Oh la la, the string! The fiddler crab! He cannot play without the string! The delighted seals appear once more. Without a string, disaster's here! No song to sing, no merry cheer! No walrus at the church today! It's a sad, sad thing that we say. Oh, 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 oh! The flamingo, who has done a very good job of hiding his panic about the boonard from the walrus, falls right back into flapping mode even though he has no idea why a fiddler crab needs a violin and how that has anything to do with the wedding ceremony. But he knows his friend is desperate to marry Ingrid and nothing, not a broken violin or an overstretched waistcoat is going to stop that. He shoes one of the seahorses, who is just finishing a final flamboyant flourish on the end of Anders' moustache, off, and he grabs a hair and pulls it. I see, bellows the walrus, slapping his flipper over his top lip. Steady on! Is this a solution to the problem? asks the flamingo. I mean, uh, um, <clears throat> will this moustache hair be a suitable replacement for a missing violin string? The lobster mutters something about working with fools and beginners, but plucks the moustache hair from the flamingo and clatters his way out of the cave. The seahorse glares at the flamingo and goes back to perfecting the twirl on Anders' moustache. A silver, shimmering bridesmaid appears in the entrance of the cave. Ah, uh, are you ready? She calls, eyeing up the flamingo scarf in such a way to suggest he'd better not be thinking about wearing that to the wedding. The flamingo ignores the eyeball and its message, pulling himself up as straight as he can and gathering as much seriousness as a scarf-clad flamingo is able. Then he announces they are indeed ready. They're on the brink of leaving the cave when the bridesmaid turns as white as an iceberg. The headdress! Oh my! She waddles back to Ingrid's cave, shouting as she goes, Girls! The headdress! The headdress! A walrus head pokes out of the cave, followed by another and another. The flamingo allows himself a smug little smile. His crises are all over. Someone else can flap for a change. Oh, I'm so sorry, puffs the bridesmaid. Oh, I was so excited about making these fishtail dresses that I quite forgot about the headdress. As if from nowhere, the seals appear again. Without a headdress, it's a disaster. There'll surely be no happy ever after. 
No walrus at the church today. It's a sad, sad thing that we say. Oh, oh, oh. In Norway, you see, the bride must walk to her wedding while wearing a headdress made from dozens of spoon-shaped bangles that dangle from a central crown. They make music as a bride moves along, sending any evil spirits into hiding and making sure nothing can spoil their happiness. Not having a headdress is risking a lifetime of misery. A gathering of clamshells on a nearby rock hear the wailing of the walrus bridesmaid and start click-clacking to get her attention. Over her blubbing and tears, the walrus finally hears the rhythmic click-clack-click-clack of the clams and she rushes, or waddles jolly quickly at least, over to the rock. As she takes the clams from the rock and attaches them one by one to a length of seaweed, they each in turn spit out a perfect white pearl. They'd hoped to create a necklace for Ingrid, but a walrus's neck is very large indeed and would require a thousand pearls or more so they had to settle for a bracelet on her flipper instead. With Ingrid now dressed from head to flipper in all her fancy clothes, the walruses can finally meet and begin their walk to the wedding. The fiddler crab goes first, with each strike of the bow on the walrus whisker producing a beautiful tune to announce the coming of the couple. Anders and Ingrid are next, waddling and wobbling their way across the rocks. Then the flamingo, wearing a look that dares anyone to laugh at his scarf. And then the giggling bridesmaids, one of them blushing bright red when a particularly handsome walrus winks at her. The youngest niece of Ingrid, a shy little walrus, comes last, clutching her mermaid's purse to her chest with the precious rings inside. Pieces of broken bottlenecks smoothed and shaped by the ocean for a century or more. The perfect fit for a walrus flipper's finger. The wedding is led by a puffin, a handsome bird made miniature by the two walruses. He has to look up at them as he calls out the famous lines. Do you, Anders, take her, Ingrid? The bellowed, I do, from Anders nearly blows the puffin off his perch. He rearranges his glasses before continuing. Oh, <clears throat> and uh, do you, Ingrid, take him, Anders? The puffin braces himself for the bellowing, I do, just rocking back on his feet this time. Then, by the power given to me by the beautiful state of Norway, in the presence of, by heavens, is, is that a flamingo? And with family and friends watching, I can now say you are husband and wife. You may kiss the bride. As Anders and Ingrid walk back over the rocks, fishing partners for life, the crowd throws barnacles. Barley grains are more traditional in Norway, but quite tricky to get a hold of up in the Arctic Circle, with Ingrid careful to catch as many as she can for even more good luck in the future. An accordion playing octopus leads the way towards the ocean. The tune, Come to the Wedding, being eased from the salty squeeze box that was flown in by Albatross Air just the day before, plucked from the confused hands of a Parisian street performer. And one by one, the walruses throw themselves into the sea to dance, diving and turning, sweeping and swirling through the water in graceful, glorious motions that are quite impossible for a walrus to achieve on land. The guests on the rocks, led by the flamingo, clink their wine glasses with fish bones, calling the newlyweds to the surface for a kiss. Anders grins and puckers his lips, and Ingrid blushes and leans towards him. 
the loudest, smoochiest, stickiest, slobberiest kiss you've ever heard. Even the seals seem impressed at last, and add a final song to the seam. They have now kissed. The wedding's done. And oh, it was a lovely one. Well done, Walrus. Now together, we know that you will have love forever. Oh, oh, oh. Well then, we should probably leave them all to their icy, watery world. The speeches will be starting soon, and the flamingo has been practicing his for months. It's a biggie. Oh, but look how elegant those walruses are now that they're back in the sea. It's quite amazing how everything goes when we find the place we're meant to be, don't you think? Have you ever had something amazing come out of something that seemed doomed from the start? Maybe you missed the bus, but then managed to hitch a ride on the back of a camel. Or maybe you picked up the wrong lunchbox at school and instead found one filled with lost treasure. Let me know your good luck stories via the link in the show notes. Now, before I go, I think I have just enough time for one of my Arctic-related jokes. <clears throat> what is a seal's favorite school subject? Art, 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 art. <laughs> I think that's art to you and me. <laughs> See you next time, koala kids. Keep on shining. Shine.